1: hour but we've got an all-star lineup for y'all this morning but before we get off to the cosmos i would be remiss if i didn't first shout out our sponsors i would like to shout out to the stepping up initiative and our fearless leader commissioner doreen williams The Stepping Up Initiative is a national initiative that is designed to reduce the number of people in jail that have mental health, substance use disorders, and that look like us on the inside and the outside. I'd also be remiss if I didn't shout out Category 10 Entertainment and Hurricane Maine and the Hurricane Maine show and all those other incredible endeavors. Without him, we probably would be on a different platform because he created this platform to carry this kind of content to those kind of people. We are just
0: so grateful. Tanisha, say hi to all the people out there in Radio Land. Hello, Radio Land and Facebook Live. Y'all, we are excited about this message today. This is a very important one um, as we prepare for National Recovery Month in September. Yes, and with that being
1: said, we always have more than one purpose. We always want to bring you information. We always want to bring you resource information, but we always hope that we can bring you revelation as well this broadcast is kind of committed to shining a light on what's coming. Um, As everybody might not know, but after you hear this, you will know that September is National Suicide Prevention Month. And the week of September 5th to the 11th is National Suicide Prevention Week. And September the 10th is National Suicide Prevention Day. So for everybody out there that didn't know that, you can say I told you, right? And I can put that on my resume. But anyway, so I say that to say this because not only is that a a very important and sensitive issue to us, but the people that we have with us today are the movers and the shakers. They're the people that are driving the bus. What we have who we have here with us today, we've got Kathy Beto, and she is the director of recovery services uh, over there at Walton County at Walton Empowers, which is a recovery community organization, and they are setting it off over there in Walton County and also all across the state. Uh, because this is the thing about what we do, it resonates. What we do, it duplicates. What we do is something that uh, has an impact. That's why we do it. It, That's where our heart is. Our heart is here to have an impact because all of us have been impacted by these issues. We also have Shavanda Dykes, some of us call her cookie, some of us call her the boss, some of us just see her and run. Um, She is the CEO of Surviving Transitions and a lot of other things. She is also the, one of the most powerful allies we have, one of the most powerful partners we have. She, she's someone with more letters behind her name than an alphabet. You, you feel me? They had to redo the alphabet, add some letters because she had so many letters behind her name that they was running out letters to spell other stuff. We also have Hurricane Maine with us today the CEO category 10 entertainment the host of the hurricane main show and a force that's why they call it category 10 y'all <laughs> yes and he's a force that that has has been moving and shaking and bringing awareness and bringing information and, and shaking the foundations of every place that he's been. And and it's my privilege to have all of these people with us. All these people are heads of organizations that are doing powerful work on the day-to-day, week-by-week, month-to-month, year-by-year, and life-by-life. With that being said, I'm going to open it up. I'm going to ask you, uh, and and, you know, so Hurricane, if I started with you, you know we would have a mutiny. So uh, we're going to start with Shavanda. Shavanda, tell the people, who you are. You can tell them about some of them letters and then tell them about why you're here with us today.
2: Good morning. Good afternoon. I am Siobhan Dykes with Surviving Transitions. I am also the founder of Faces of Transitions, which is my nonprofit. I'm a helper or a therapist. And like Bill said, I am an ally. So I love supporting recovery. I love supporting individuals that are in search of long-term recovery, maintaining recovery, and just living healthy, whole, and well.
1: Wow, thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, Kathy, uh, can you tell the people out there in Radio Land who you are, what the Director of Recovery Services means, what Walton Empowers means, and why you're here with us today?
3: So, first of all, I want to thank you guys for having me here today, and I'm really excited about this opportunity. Um, I think what Shavanda is doing is amazing, as well as it being National um, Suicide Prevention Awareness Month, it is also National Recovery Awareness Month, and we do, uh, well, in September, I should say, and so it's coming up, and we're going to be, Walton Empowers, we do a variety of different things, Um, I don't want to go too deep into it off the top, but. Um, we are a nonprofit organization with a mission to empower and support uh, recovery in our community. And so what that means is we have a, uh, a place, we have the community involvement, we have the um, support that's needed to support everyone in whatever they're in recovery for. And we believe in all paths to recovery. Wow. Thank you so much for saying that.
1: And uh, <laughs> hurricane. now it's probably safe. So we got at least two, two to two, well, three to two, but anyway, we can still make the playoffs. That's right. That's right. <laughs> okay. That's cool. Tell the cool. people who you are, what you do and why this, why you're here with us
2: today.
4: Well, I'm uh, the founder and CEO of Cat 10 ENT radio and category 10 entertainment, which is a conglomerate for plenty of organizations like Cat 10 ENT radio give life a chance. We uh, do a lot of work in suicide prevention and, We bring awareness to it, you know, that's what we are at Give Life a Chance. We're a resource center that has all these connections with all you great people and even more great people to show people the way to get help if they need help or they're thinking about suicide. And we do that and with CAT10 ENT Radio, we continue that effort on to uh, bring awareness to suicide prevention, mental health. I'll take up the whole thing telling that, but I'd rather stick on what I do, you know, what I'm here for. Thank you so much. And, and Tanisha,
1: because uh, I know that uh, you know, the people out there, they probably know who we are, but just in case it's their first time, Tanisha, tell the people out there in Radio Land who you are and what you do
0: and why you're passionate about being here today. Hello, everyone. Again, I am Tanisha Character. I am a person in long-term recovery. I have recently gotten my CPS certification. Once I started my recovery journey, yes, Um, and I am just here because I love to just empower other people in recovery, pass on those um, resources that you all need, and just to be an example and to show that we are the evidence that change is possible in our lives. You know, we don't have to be defined by our background, and you know, our struggles make us stronger you know, and that we can come up out of them. And that's why I do this every week to come on here and just, you know, empower other people. Hopefully someone hears something that they needed to hear.
2: Oh, well,
1: Tanisha, uh, I know you got a couple different business endeavors going. Can you tell us and give us a little information about what you do professionally?
0: Yes. So right now I'm working in Rockdale County um, in collaboration with the Stepping Up Initiative that is headed by Commissioner Doreen Williams. I'm doing creative marketing consulting. I also partner with other people in recovery as a peer workforce coordinator. And I do a lot of work with Grit and Grace. I'm on the board for them. I also am a CEO of my own business called Young Atlanta Corporation. (laughs) And basically what that is uh, for Young Atlanta Corporation is just partnering with other entrepreneurs and Showing them the way to brand and market themselves and their business products so that they can get themselves off of the ground and, you know, tell everyone else about their, their products and their business. Whether it's labeling, making a logo, just teaching them to be able to do it themselves instead of having to spend so much money and funding and trying to get it done by somebody else.
1: Wow, thank you so much, man.
0: Woo-hoo!
1: Yes. And so, everybody out there in Radio Land, my name is Bill Carruthers, and I'm a person in long-term recovery as well. I'm also the project developer for the Rockdale Stepping Up Initiative, which is a national initiative, like I said, but it's been adopted here in Rockdale County, and they believe in recovery. They believe in people in recovery. They believe in the power of recovery. They believe in the voice of recovery. And, and we're putting that thing out there, man. Uh, I'm also the CEO of Recovery on Fire, uh, because if it ain't lit, it ain't lit. Uh, because this is family radio show. You probably didn't get that. <laughs> A good Christian network probably didn't get all the words to that. But yes, um, it's got to be real. Uh, and we're, we're bringing you the buck naked truth. We're trying to keep it real. Anyway, so let's get on to the thing. Hurricane, why is the issue of suicide prevention so important to you? Why are you so passionate about it?
4: Okay. I'll I tell you what. I'll flash back a few years. I'll try to put everything in a nutshell. Um, for me, um, several years ago, before the year 2016, or it was, yeah, 2017, is when my cousin Chance lost his life. Uh, to suicide and everything, but before that, like a year before that, when I got into His hot radio, I had people coming to me wanting to do shows and interviews on my on my show, Hurricane May show about suicide prevention, and I didn't really see it as a serious topic, because this this shows how much this subject goes over people's head unless it happens directly to their their family, and so. I, I was like, oh well, maybe that's okay. I mean, I knew suicide existed, but I just didn't think that was an interesting topic. I'm sorry. And but I thought that at the time. So flash toward 2017, it happened to my family. My cousin Chance, he lost his life at 23 years old to suicide. You know, he did, and it devastated our family so much so. And from there I can remember riding in my vehicle the day after he did this and crying and praying to god and everything because i'm a praying man and i prayed to god what could i do to keep my cousin's chance name going what could i do to inspire others about this serious topic that i took for granted at one time and he spoke into me and i heard it like surround sound he said give life a chance i didn't hear the engine noise or anything he spoke that into me my cousin's name is chance and he said that from there on i became an advocate to bring awareness suicide prevention. I was blessed to meet the great people at NAMI and Rockdale County stepping up initiative. One thing leads to another when you're serving God and doing the right thing. So I just continued that on. And it's not the only thing I do. I mean, I I bring awareness, have great topics like a variety of things, you know, on the station. But basically, that's what made us become an advocate group or give life a chance to become an advocate group to bring awareness to suicide prevention and everything. So we just continue in the fight.
1: Wow, thank you so much. Thank you so much for your transparency. That's what people need to hear. I'm just so grateful.
0: We would like to thank our leader, Commissioner Dr. Doreen Williams, the Rockdale County Sheriff's Office, along with other numerous partners and stakeholders that are taking the initiative to create change for the Rockdale County recovery community. We know that it takes all parts of a community to carry out this vision and together we are stronger. Kathy,
1: um, why is this important to you? Um, why, Why are you passionate about what we're talking about and what we're doing?
3: So, like Tremaine, I have a um a, a family story um I have a cousin who is a um first responder, and her son she received the call the nine one one call when he committed um suicide and um it had it was so strong and so traumatic i want to call it of course, it was for her. Because she's on the phone trying to do the job and she knows it's her son. And anyway, all of that is said and to say that it affects just about everyone in one way or another. And it is such a heartfelt. And like like Tremaine, I didn't I didn't put enough into it before it happened to me on a personal level. And since that I think it's people need to recover from those traumas too yes. and um and that's a word i want i hope to um bring out in our community and i'll tell you a little bit about how we're going to do that later on in the show uh
1: Shavonda, what is what <laughs> is i just want you guys to know that anytime there's background noise you can look at tanisha's face and she is grimacing even behind the smile man she's like saying man Right? Like when that horn went off just a minute ago. She said (laughs) Anyway, with that being said, Shavonda, why are you so passionate about this? And I know you do a lot of work with the coroner's office. I know you do a lot of work in these systems. I know you've been in this system of service for a long time. Why are you so passionate about this, this topic?
2: This topic is near and dear to my heart because I've known many families to be impacted with Death by suicide. Prior to working collaboratively with the coroner's office, I had families near and far, again, that had been impacted and helping them get through the part of laying their loved ones to rest, the how, the why, and just them accepting this, the grief and working through that. Those were two separate things. However, they needed the support. So oftentimes they were told, well, no, we don't have support groups for this, we don't have that. We just want somebody to listen. So that's when I became actively involved over 10 years ago, and I haven't stopped.
1: Wow. Thank you so much for saying that. You know, it it is very close to me as well, and for a couple different reasons, and one of the ways that my story uh, mirrors uh, Tremaine is that. I remember years ago when I was in the service for that brief time that I was in there before I went to naval prison, but I was in the service and uh, w- one night we were out gambling and, and there was a guy there and, and he was drinking pretty heavily and, and he was losing and, and he had this strange thing. He he was losing, but it wasn't like he cared. It wasn't like he cared about losing. It was like he just kept betting, you know, and, and he lost all of his money. And then he said, Hey man, I got a car. Anybody want to buy a car? And I said to him, I said, what do you want for the car, man? And he told me, he said, just give me a thousand dollars. And I asked him what year it was. And, um, you know, he told me the year. And that sounded a little suspicious because it wasn't like a brand new car, but it was, you know, it was, yeah. I said, well, let me see it. I walked outside and I looked at the car and it was a very nice, car. And I'm saying to myself, well, you know, where I, where I come from, somebody wants to sell you a nice car. <laughs> it's pretty much a no brainer. I told him, hey man, you got a title. He said, yeah, man, I got the title. It's clear and everything. He went to the glove department, pulled the title out, showed it to me. The title was new, everything, and showed me his ID, showed me the name on the title. I'm like, okay, cool. And I, I, I gave him the money for the car. And he told me, he said, when well, he told me where he was stationed at, and it was in the same duty station as me. And I said, man, I'm going to come by there tomorrow and, and I'm going to get the title signed. I I mean, we're going to get that other part taken care of. He said, that's cool, man. That's cool. I got you. And I um, bought the car and we went on and we gambled and did whatever. The next day I woke up and I was really happy because I got a really nice car, really cheap, and, and I went over to the barracks where um, he was and uh, he had committed suicide. And the only reason that I was really impacted because I was really insensitive. I I came from a culture of insensitivity. I came from a culture of of distraction. I came from a culture that has normalized death and suffering and all of those things. They they don't have the same gravity unless they're your person. And, And, you know, but when it's just somebody because it's so prevalent, Death and suffering is so prevalent. And, and I, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm going to be transparent. I wasn't impacted by a suicide as much as I was impacted by the fact that I didn't get the title signed. That's tragic to say, man, that the title and what that had more value to me than a human life because it wasn't. I wasn't close enough to it. And then I had a lot of things that were distracting me as well, uh, like addiction, and untreated mental illness, and all these other things, you know. And and so later in life, I became I came into recovery and started working in this field and was providing services uh, as as an intensive case manager, working with people coming right out the hospital. And then as a the director of peer support services, where I'm dealing with fifty or sixty people on the day to day and. and this thing permeated that environment. And so many people sat in front of me and made the declaration. So many people came in front of me and we had a policy and a procedure that anybody who makes the declaration that they want to kill themselves, you got to go into this protocol. You got to, okay, so now we got to call so-and-so and so-and-so and -and so-and-so. And you know, I, I just in some times we're so busy, and then we talk to people, and we're trying to talk to them when this when they're saying that, and then we think we've talked them down. We think we've talked them off the ledge. We think that because they say, "Yeah, okay, yeah, I'm all right. I'm, I'm just going to go home and lay down, or I'm just going, I'm okay." We we miss the 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 core. We miss the, the the why. We miss the intensity of the reasons that bring people to that place. And it, it's bigger than a protocol. It's bigger than a declaration. This is something that is so embedded and so ingrained and so serious and in our day-to-day. Sometimes we just overlook it. And, and I've heard so many conversations after the fact. I've heard so many people say, you know. I I knew something was wrong. You know, I should have, I should have, I should have, I could have, I wish I would have, you know, and all of those things. So that's why that we, it's so important. That's why we're live streaming this broadcast to this platform, because it's important that people know that some things untreated don't get better. That that people know that there is grace and there is mercy, but there is also intervention. There is also intention. There is intentional. And, And one is a lonely number. This is too big to approach by yourself. This is something where you need to call all hands on deck. We need to look at this from all perspectives. It it doesn't go away. The things that that hurt people to this extent or challenge people to this extent, they're not things that dissipate with a cup of coffee and a cigarette. They don't go away. These things need really intense and delicate and committed and educated services. They, They have to be addressed.
0: We are so excited to invite you to celebrate the month of September as National Recovery Month with us. We will be hosting a motorcycle ride for recovery in conjunction with the Rockdale County Accountability Courts on September 18th from 11am to 4pm. There will be food, games, music, speakers, and prizes. We will also be acknowledging people in recovery for their lifelong dedication at this year's Year of the Peer Red Carpet Award Ceremony hosted by two of our very own Commissioner Doreen Williams and Bill Carruthers. This event will be held at Costly Mill Park on September 24th at 6 p.m. You can find more information and registration details on our website greatingrace.rco.com and remember recovery is for everyone every person every family and every community with that being
1: said and, and i know a lot of us have a lot of things planned for recovery month yay but it's also suicide prevention month so i'm going to ask you guys what are some of the things that you guys have planned? Because you guys always have big plans. That's right. You guys you guys aim high, man. So, Hurricane, we're going to start with you. What is some of the stuff that you got planned and some of the stuff that is addressing the, this, this sensitive issue?
4: Thanks a lot, Bill. Uh, before I tell you about things that we got coming up and everything that we're involved in, I want to kind of piggyback on some of that you were just talking about and everything. Because it seems that all of us have a thing in common where we had something like this, some tragedy like this happen close to us in our inner circle before we became jumped up and, you know, try, try to make a difference in everything. But my whole thing is, is I, I like to try my best to be a problem solver, you know. And so I spent many of hours sitting around wondering what could be done to prevent the next suicide. Because since my cousin did it, my sister-in-law lost her life to suicide last August, you know, and I didn't even mention that, but that's someone that I sat down and talked to about suicide prevention all the time. And she still did. And so I'm thinking maybe some of these people, especially the younger people, even older people, they lack a sense of purpose, a a sense of belonging. And, And that's what us collectively, I think we all should work together and, um, I hope y'all are hearing me good. Y'all hear me okay? Yes, we do. Okay. I I think we need to focus on working together. Even the listeners out there, come in and DM me. Let me know. You can join my support team. But let's try to make a difference and do things to get programs going. Like on our our website, Category10Entertainment.com, we got uh, a lot of people's logos on there where you can click the logo, go to their website, learn about programs going on. Let's do something to give people a sense of purpose. You know, I, I'm willing. My ears are open. I don't have the an answer. But I always want to work towards being the problem solver. Now.
1: Yes. Yes. And that that's that's very powerful. And as a matter of fact, what I want to do, and I'm going to come right back to you about what you're going to do. But I would like to go to Shabanda because she's like the smartest person we know. I would like to go to yeah. her, it's like being on Millionaire and they say, use one of your lifelines, call an expert. But, but anyway, I, what, what I'm saying is Siobhan, what are some of the things you do, you you know about, or some of the things that you've experienced, been successful with, or even believe that will, will address this issue before it becomes the issue? What are some of the interventions, some of the uh, preventative measures that you believe that people should know about, take for this issue?
2: For me, honestly, education is critical. And having these open dialogues with any and everyone that will listen, even if they won't listen, streaming it, um, putting on TV shows, because this is becoming too often the norm. Since the pandemic, our death by suicide rates have quadrupled in the state of georgia so i know it's not just georgia it's all throughout the us because again we're dealing with the global pandemic but then too sometimes i think we dismiss the warning signs or the red flags we see them and it's like okay maybe he's having a bad day so instead of dismissing it let's take in that minute to really look at it from a different set of lenses and ask like you said bill no cup of coffee is going to fix it, but we have support lines. You know, we have mobile prices. We have the text now line. We have all of these things as well as the DD tool. But people may not even know it. So how do we get that information out to those that need it most as well as their families? Yes, we have Mental Health America. Yes, we have NAMI. But for people that live in rural areas who may or may not have access to this, what about those individuals? Do they yes. just slip through cracks? Like, what's there for them? Yes,
1: absolutely. And, and if that's a little bird, I hope you don't see Tanisha because he he will be surely traumatized because he was like like she looked up like more anyway. With, with that being said, uh, Kathy, what are some of the things you think that can reduce? Uh, some of the the impact of this disease and some of the things you think we can do to raise awareness
3: i think what some of the things that um that i try to think about is to um question um instead of being afraid of of asking questions um because if we don't then we don't know for one thing and it opens up that conversation and communication that we need both for suicide prevention and for recovery um, supports. As a person in long-term recovery, that's what I do, is I support people in their challenges, whatever that looks like. And, um, you know, and then I I try to work toward empowering and persuading people that there is a different way or, or what they feel like a different way could look like. And then, of course, respond through that. And so if, if we as individuals who have most of us been through this stuff, where there is no better um, parallel for them than us. And I, I believe in it with all my heart just to, to not be afraid, you know, and keep the communication lines going.
1: Yes, thank uh, you, Kathy. Thank you very much for saying that. I know that one of the things for us at Grit and Grace, uh, and I'm also chairman of the board for Grit and Grace. And like Walton and Powers, Grit and Grace is a recovery community organization. And one of the things that is premier for us, one of our primary purposes, is to create venues, programs, spaces where people can come and be heard, respected, and connected. We're trying to start to create a culture of inclusion so that people will feel more comfortable, so that people will know this is a place that I go when I'm having, and then whatever that is, other than having a baby, um, you know, you know. Um, you know <laughs> but my point is, but that people will know this is a place I go, and, and people go there and they talk about things, and then those things get addressed. Things get better when you get an opportunity to be around people who are getting better, and and, and people who have. Valid stories, valid testimonies that you can hear, understand, and be, have relationships with these people, trusted relationships, because like you were saying, one of the greatest drivers, in my perception of this, or stress, and, and then all these other things, but fear, the fear of. And, and you know, one of the things that reduces fear, like I said earlier, one is a lonely number. When you are alone and you're your own doctor, lawyer, teacher, preacher or whatever, that's kind of unfortunate island to be on. You know, so what we have done is create groups and create options for people to come together with a myriad and multitude of different issues. And, and, you know, I don't know a joker that just has one issue. Uh, It's a poor rat that only has one hole. Um, you know, um and when you come together and you hear people sharing their experience with success over the very same issues that you have, then you start to become more comfortable in your ability to share your truth. Um, you know, and we was just we, we had a nonprofit appreciation brunch the other day. Shout out to Commissioner Williams and the Rockdale County Commissioners. Uh, they gave us a plaque of appreciation at the uh nonprofit appreciation brunch and you know we was we got a chance to speak to them and we was telling them at the thing there was a time like i think before 1952 when no human being on this planet had run a mile under 4 minutes and and you know and it doesn't mean that people weren't running now maybe there were some that were running under 4 minutes but maybe they just weren't in that registered field or that track Because I remember before then, I was running from the police. (laughs) I know I must have broke that four-minute mile. But anyway, that's not the point. The point is that in 1952, Roger Bannister, I think his name was, this dude ran a sub-four-minute mile. And today, over 30,000 people have run a mile under four minutes. Now, what changed? Did we start making people faster? No, I don't think so. I think that when the knowledge and the understanding that something is possible becomes the norm and not the abnormal, then then it starts to happen with regularity. And I think that's something that not only should, could and would, but I think that's the very primary purpose that we're here today is for the facilitation of miracles. And so miracles don't, you know, I don't want to wear God's arms out, toting us around. You know what I'm saying? I want to be an active part in the facilitation of said miracles. Tanisha, what you
2: got?
0: So I just, I was just thinking as I was listening to um, to you ask the question, of, you know, what are some preventative measures or what can we do? And I think just like when it comes to recovery, to be one, we need to see one, you know, if we had. Uh, listening sessions or we had people out here survivors of attempted suicide that shared their stories that told you know what brought them up out of it you know sometimes hearing that from somebody who you know went through it would touch home you know for that person who's going through that situation we may not even know the person in the room that's listening is needing to hear that message but if we are hearing from somebody else who has actually walked through that and survived it, you know, um, it it brought to my um, attention. I grew up with a guy in church, the church that I went to growing up, and um, he used to play the saxophone in the church. And I went to one of his concerts about a year and a half ago, and it was called Believe Again, but they showed this video of his testimony, and he talked about how he had got so into a depression that he had attempted suicide, you know, and he ended up coming up out of it and now he plays two saxophones at the same time, you know? And so it's just an amazing story. But if somebody else hears that, you know, that I don't have to stay stuck there because once, once you cross that line, there's no coming back, you know? So I think hearing another person, another survivor of attempted suicide would be a a awesome uh, platform just to be able to, you know, have people share those stories.
1: Wow. I want to thank you for sharing that. Thank you very much. And, and, you know, I think Kathy and Shavander, both of them can play two saxophones at the same time as well. I, I think they've got some kind of group where they go travel and do it. But but anyway, other than that, well, that's not what we're talking about here today. <laughs> so, so uh,
3: Kathy, uh, what have yeah. you guys got
2: planned
3: and what do you got coming up? So I'm really excited to talk about this, um, especially on the radio. So we blasted it out there on um, September 11th. We're having an event partnering with um, Ridgeview of Monroe, and which is a behavioral health hospital. And we're partnering with Grace Church of Monroe. Um, we have also have some sponsors um, that are willing to work with us. Um, they're partnering with us. Um, the, the local um, treatment facility, Twin Lakes, is also, you know what, Bill? We're going to have some great speakers, and I'm so excited that you're going to be one of them. Yay! I know, and so, and Hurricane Maine is going to be one of them, and we're going to have our own local Courtney Wright, who is going to talk a little bit about her story, Um, and it's so heartfelt. I'm excited for you guys to hear it. Um, We're also going to have some, you know, we're going to have our, our city, county, and fire departments out there, The um, Gwinnett County Coalition for um, Suicide Prevention is going to be there. I just wanted to shout out just a little bit about what Walton Empowered has to offer on a daily basis. Um, We do individual and group support group um, meetings, recovery check-ins, opioid recovery. We do yoga for recovery. We do grief and loss. Um, You can can find all of that and more on our Facebook page. Uh, Please like us and join us and the Path to Recovery. We, I also wanted to talk about a little bit about what we're going to have going on there. We are blessed to have our Unbridled Joy. They are a um, therapy they're therapy horses, and they're coming out for the children. We have a lot of events for the children. We're going to have chubby houses. We're going to have free food. We're going to have free drinks. It's going to be from 2 to 6 in the evening. So I want you all just to come out and join us. We, um, we want to support our community and our surrounding communities. Man, thanks so much for sharing
1: that, Kathy. Man, that's really good stuff, man. That's the stuff that dreams are made out of and that change is made out of.
0: In honor of those we have lost to suicide, we would like to provide a resource in hopes that it will be used if needed. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is a national network of local crisis centers that provide free and confidential emotional support to people in suicide crisis or emotional distress. They are available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, and are committed to improving crisis services and advancing suicide prevention by empowering individuals, advancing professional best practices, and building awareness. So please, if you or your loved one is experiencing a suicide crisis or in distress, please call 1-800-273-8255. Again, that number is 1-800-273-8255.
2: Amanda, what are some of the things you guys have on the stove? For next week, I'm doing mental health in the church. I'll share that information. And I know on September 25th, we're also doing pain in the pews with Cookie, Chelsea Pain. I'll share that information. And then on September 18th, we're going to finally have our suicide symposium, which was previously scheduled but delayed. So, We know that delay is not denial. I know that it will be great, and I will gladly share that information with your team. Wow.
1: Okay. Thank you so much. And I see Hurricane Maine is back with us. What things do you have coming up that are addressing Recovery Month and addressing uh, Suicide Prevention Month and addressing all those things that you address anyway?
4: Yeah. I I did mention the back school event in Norcross, Georgia, that we were attending next weekend. It's August uh, 28th, I think. And uh, we're all set up to go up there for that event. But I'm working with Miss Kathy Bordeaux about an event September 11th. I hope I pronounced your name right, Kathy. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, we're working together about an event over there and everything. So that's going to be a great uh, event. So y'all stay posted with us or whatever. Stay in contact so we can let everyone know what's going on with that. Also, the Covington Homecoming Concert. It's going to be at Legion Field in October. We don't have an exact date set for that yet either, but we're going to be there doing live remotes. We're going to be at the September 18th backing up a little bit event with you guys, the Stepping Up Initiative Grit and Grace team, and we're going to be setting up out there for the bike bike rally, motorcycle rally and everything, and uh, we're open to we're for hire too, people. We, y'all can get us to come and do more live remotes at other locations. And last but certainly not least, I'm an active member and my group, Give Life a Chance is an active member of the Newton and Rockdale County Suicide Prevention Coalition. So we're putting together a Sounds of Support event for November 13th. And it's probably, it's slated. the location's still slated, but it looks like it's more than likely going to be on the square in Covington. So that's going to be awesome. So just tune in to the Hurricane Main show or Great and Grace show. Hurricane Main shows 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday, and repeats at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And go on our website, category10entertainment.com, for more info. Just DM any of us, you know, on our social media platforms also, and we'll keep you posted and get you in there. Uh-huh. Wow, man.
1: Thank you so much uh, for saying that. Uh, Tanisha. What does Grit and Grace
0: have on the stove? So we have a lot going on uh, right now. Two main events that we are planning for September in honor of National Recovery Month. We are doing on September 18th. We have a um, bike rally that kicks off at 11 uh, 11 a.m. from the Rockdale County Courthouse. The uh, motorcycles will take off at 11 they'll do their ride we have at that event you know we have everything going on in the in the courthouse parking lot for the community participants of the community or residents of the community to come out where there'll be you know games prizes food and we'll just cheer on the the bikers as they leave and when they come back and that's you know in honor of national recovery month we'll have speakers there that are telling their stories. We also have our community partners who may be presenting there and vendor tables and all of that. On, that's on September 18th. That is from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. And then on September 24th, we have a uh, Year of the Peer Awards event, which is a red carpet event. It's going to be in the evening around six o'clock or at six o'clock. And that is at Costly Mill Park. and. Um, That will be hosted by Bill Carruthers and Commissioner Doreen Williams. There we will be celebrating people in recovery and also um, a lot of our partners who who just make this possible. You know, we have so many community partners who play a huge role in the recovery process and just making our recovery community strong. So. That's what we're doing on September 24th. And that is at 6 p.m. at Casa Mill Park.
2: Wow,
1: man, that is some good stuff, man.
0: That stuff will change the world
1: around us. Uh, you know, and speaking of change, the um, Grit and Grace and the Stepping Up Initiative, partnership with the Stepping Up Initiative, we do a group, uh, a support group, a recovery support group every day, every weekday at 6 at six o'clock in the evening, and we do one at 11 o'clock in the morning. Um, that group lasts an hour. And you, if you go on the Rockdale Stepping Up newsletter on their website, the, you can find the newsletter, and there's a link in that newsletter that will get you into that group, I believe. Is that correct, Tanisha?
0: Yes, of course. It's on com, and then you have to go to the Stay Connected tab at the bottom of the page. You know, take you to the newsletters, and there's
2: his own link in there.
1: Yes, and and anybody can attend that group. We've also had the privilege of being able to take programming into the jails. We're doing it via Zoom as a result of you know just being uh aware of our pandemic and how that's impacting us as a society as well, but we can't let recovery hit the ground. Uh, So we're bringing those digital platforms, Zoom platforms into the jail, what a privilege it is. So shout out to Dexter Kilgore, Dennis Pass, and all those people out there. Without Officer Kilgore, it probably wouldn't be happening. Uh, So shout out to him, because every group we do, he's in it. So, uh, you know, that's just a powerful thing about changing minds, changing beliefs, changing attitudes. You know, we we just have an opportunity to be the facilitators of change. That is just very, very, very important. Um, Change doesn't happen most effectively by osmosis. Change happens by intention, by people being intentional. Change happens by us being working together and becoming a collaborative. Change happens. You know, and, and just having the privilege to be in a collective of people that are so passionate about change, so passionate about the message.
0: You are listening to Cat 10 ENT Radio, which is the home of the Hurricane Maine show, hosted by Hurricane Maine himself, along with his co-host, the inspirational Deja every week, Monday through Friday at 10 p.m. and 8 p.m. Cat 10 ENT is also home to the Grit and Grace Recovery Hour talk radio show, hosted by the world-renowned Bill Carruthers and co-hosted by myself, Tanisha Character, where we bring you recovery messages every Wednesday at 12 noon and rebroadcast Thursdays at 1 p.m. Another amazing show here on Cat 10 ENT is Believing and Becoming, hosted by the intentional pastor Bernice Green and co-hosted by the courageous Dijanae every Friday at 12 noon, rebroadcasting at 6 p.m. So, tune in to hear our team here at Cat Ten ENT by visiting our website, Category Ten Entertainment.com. That's www.cat e g o r y, the number ten ENTERTAIN. M-E-N-T dot
1: I want to ask you guys a question. What message do you have for the people that are going to hear the sound of your voice today? What message do you have for the people out there in radio land that can hear the sound of your voice? And we're going to start with you, Shavonda. What message do you have
2: for those that are listening or streaming? I just want them to know that they matter. They truly matter. There's someone always willing to listen. And even if they have to talk to someone outside of their homes, yes, recovery can be so many things from messy to complicated to doesn't seem right, but it's possible not just for you all, not just for us, but for them also.
1: Wow, thank you so much. Kathy, what message do you have for all the people out there in Radioland that are going to hear the sound of your voice today? So
3: thank you, Bill, for this opportunity again. Um, you guys are amazing. I just want the people out there to know that recovery is possible for us. I know for a long time I didn't think I had I was, I was able to obtain any recovery. And I think that once I realized and the awakening came in the, and once I knew it, I said, oh, thank you, my God. Because through that conscious contact, I was able to understand what it meant to share my message and to talk to people and let them know that it's okay that we can, we don't have to have, we don't have to be perfectly okay and well every day. And we still cannot get through it without using. Um, I think that um, recovery is very personal. And I think it, it is just, I think it, it's, it's well-rounded. It doesn't matter what my path to recovery is, but what matters is what your path to recovery is. And if you wanna follow in behind me, that's great. Because that's what I did. I just followed in behind my predecessors. And then what happened was I developed my own. And so I just wanted to encourage anyone who has an idea or a thought that they might want to be in recovery or just want to be around people in recovery. Bolton and Powers is there for them. We are at 137 North Midland Avenue in Monroe, Georgia. And our event is going to be held on the grounds of Grace Church in Monroe. And, and Hurricane,
1: what message do you have for all the people out there in Radio Land that are hearing the sound of your voice right
4: now? I just want to tell everybody, just keep hope alive, keep driving, keep finding some kind of grind and purpose in your life and sense of purpose. That That's the way. That's the way. I mean, I, I, I was a kid at one time that thought about taking my own life and having a I did start a BMX racing back in 1988, and that was a sense of purpose for me. And you never know what, what you're doing this moment. You never know what it's going to lead to. So keep grinding. It's not our job to know where the good things we're doing each day is leading. It's just our do- job to serve in the now today and have faith. So that's what wow. i want to leave with this. Wow. Thank you so
2: much. And Tanisha, what message do you have for all the people out there in Radio Land, and how do they get that message?
0: So first, my message would be to anyone who may be struggling or having, you know, thoughts of suicide or just in depression, you know, or dealing with some negative thinking. What I would say about that, you know, you have to change the way you look at things and the things that you look at will change. I really do believe that. I think that um, perception, um, you know, the way that we The way that we look at it, there's always a positive to to a negative. So just change the way that we look at things and the things that we look at will change. Also, I do want to send out this message, invite you all like we do every week to stay connected with us. Um, How you can stay connected with us. Of course, you can follow all of our social media platforms. We're on Facebook because we're on Facebook Live right now. We're on Facebook, Instagram. On Twitter and YouTube, all of those pages were listed under Grit and Grace RCO. Also, you heard uh, Mr. Bill mention earlier in the show that you can go to RockdaleSteppingUp.com. On that website, you can go down to the bottom of that page. It says "Stay Connected." If you click on that "Stay Connected" tab, you will find find a link to all of our our past monthly newsletters. We get a monthly newsletter that goes out every month. You have a a commissioner's corner on there from Dr. Doreen Williams. And she sends out a message to let everybody know what we're doing in the recovery community. And with stepping up initiative in Rockdale County, we have a person that we highlight every month as the champion of recovery. And they tell their story, they tell their recovery stories and those are very powerful guys. Y'all can tune into those. They're linked to our YouTube channel. And then we just have several different recovery resources not just recovery resources. You know, we have all different community partners and resource links that are on there, on that newsletter. So if you would like to keep hearing these messages, the messages like you're hearing right now, you can tune in with us on Wednesdays at 12 p.m. noon and Thursdays, we replay at 1 p.m. Tune in on Cat 10 NT and it's also on the Hop network. And if you cannot tune in at those times, you can also hear them at your convenience. We have a podcast, and we're listed on seven different platforms. We're on Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, Apple Podcast, which is also iTunes. Y'all, so keep coming back. Wow, man! I, it, I, see, I see. I see. Tremaine, Her there you go. Holding Get up his Go ahead and shout out, Captain. Represent. T- Represent.
2: Yes.
1: That's right. You know so. Um, you know, and this is Bill and Tanisha Tremaine and Shavanda and Kathy, and we're just privileged. We're privileged to serve you. We're privileged to be transparent and bring you our messaging. You know, we, we're just—it's just a privilege, and we're doing our best. And we believe if we do our best, we know God will do the rest. And. and with that being said, man, I want to thank all of you guys for taking time out of your busy days, your busy schedules. I know it ain't easy being CEOs and shot callers. I know, right? You know, and, and so I'm just saying for a little fella like me, man, I feel safe in the middle, man, protected by lions, tigers, and bears, man. I ain't mad at y'all, man. Everybody out there in Radio Land, y'all keep doing what you do. Do your best and keep coming back, man. It works if you're working. Yay.
0: Thank you for tuning in and feeding your recovery with another episode of the Grit and Grace Recovery Hour. Remember that you can stay connected with us by following us on Facebook and Instagram at Grit and Grace RCO, or just keep coming back every Wednesday at 12 noon. Until then, and as always, cherish the chips you hold.